Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to get stuck into some of the big news stories on Clarkie's Rugby League column from the last couple of days. Uh, there was about 35 or so on there from the last few days, so I've picked out eight or nine that I think are most relevant and most interesting that I will get stuck into. Remember to go follow Clarkie's Rugby League column, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere you can find Rugby League content. Clarkie will be there. Let's get stuck into some of these news reports, and I'll give my live reaction and thoughts on the first one. Isaiah Papali'i, obviously the best forward in rugby league last year, right up there with the very best of them this year. Was definitely the most improved player in the competition last year at the Parramatta Eels. Originally coming from the New Zealand Warriors, where he had a heap of height, never quite lived up to the expectations over there, though. A report from the age says Isaiah Papali'i is wanting to backflip on the Tigers uh, to sign with the Warriors and return home to New Zealand. Uh, now, it is an interesting one. There's obviously been more spoken about this since Clarkie posted this one. And to be honest with you, this doesn't shock me. I didn't know anything about him having a missus in New Zealand he'd been away from for two years. But I did say at the time that when he signed with the Tigers, guess who was the coach of the West Tigers? Michael Maguire. Who is he also the coach of? Well, he's the coach of the New Zealand Kiwis. Uh, so that one didn't surprise me. There's a connection there. And this is why I didn't understand this sacking by the Tigers for a number of reasons. One, Jackson Hastings' main guy. Two, Isaiah Papali'i signed there because he's the Kiwi coach. Three, why did Appy Curacao sign there, do you reckon? What's the link to the West Tigers for Appy? Well, Michael Maguire handed him his premiership winning jersey in the 2014 grand final, gave him an opportunity to replace Isaac Luke. Uh, Michael Maguire has a relationship with all of these three key guys. If I said to you who are going to, right now, who's going to be you know, the four most important guys at the West Tigers next year, you would say Adam Dewey, and then you would say Jackson Hastings, Isaiah Papali'i, and you would, of course, say Api Curacao. All three guys, who has a link to them? Michael Maguire. I'd also argue uh, that Adam Dewey had a pretty good link to him as well, coming from South Sydney and whatnot. So it's an interesting one, the decision the West Tigers have made, and if it does cost them Isaiah Papali'i, I will not be shocked in the slightest, and I feel like having a missus at home that he hasn't seen in a couple of years for, for a long extent, 
extended period of time, I could 100% understand it. So if I was the West Tigers, I would be seriously worried about these guys arriving there next year. If Penrith going to win a premiership this year, I mean, fuck, it's going to be hard for Appy to leave. I understand he'll be getting a very good wicket, but he also loves the Penrith Panthers. I think there will be some sleepless nights over the next couple of months for the West Tigers. Down in the Melbourne Storm. Michael Karianis believes the Storm losing Kafusi and the Bromish boys won't hurt them much. And the quote is, I think some of the forwards they're losing are at the right age to lose them, he said. I don't disagree, but I do think it's going to be a very hard void to fill. Usually when the Melbourne Storm are losing someone or someone's leaving... There is an absolute weapon sitting just behind them, ready to come into first grade. We've seen it over the last few years, over the last 15 years, realistically. They pull these superstars out of nowhere, then just as they're at their peak and someone signs them for the biggest overs of all fucking time, uh, they've got someone else ready to take their spot in their reserve grade or coming off the bench for them or something at the moment. I look at the Melbourne Storm and I don't really see those guys. And to be fair, I think the guys that they're losing, I think it has been pretty clear this year that they are aging. They are sort of struggling a little bit for the Melbourne Storm. So it's an interesting take. I understand where he's coming from saying they'll be okay without them, but you're going to lose a lot of experience and then you're going to replace it with guys that haven't really shown that they're ready to step up and dominate in the first grade arena and they lack a lot of experience. So it's going to be interesting in the Melbourne Storm. I'm not sure if I completely agree with Michael on that one. Another name that's been talked about a lot the last few days, Ellie Katoa. Tony Kemp has slammed the Warriors for releasing Ellie Katoa and says the club's development programs don't work. Don't give me there's too much depth. You're sitting 14th, he also said. Interesting one. I know they were very, very keen to keep their hands on Ellie Katoa. He was obviously uh, going to go through the rugby union system over there in New Zealand. I know that Rugby Union weren't happy to lose him. Uh, he burst onto the NRL scene in I'm going to say 2020, maybe 2019, and he absolutely killed it. He looked like a superstar since then. I think it's fair to say that Eli Katoa has really struggled to find consistency in first grade. So, it's interesting. This is one that I didn't really expect the Melbourne Storm to go out and sign. I thought the Warriors would hold on to this guy, but I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure if he is the greatest fit for the Melbourne Storm. I don't know him from Barra so I'm just going off what I've seen and the way that he plays. Uh, I would never doubt the Melbourne Storm and their ability to turn careers around and turn guys with potential into real stars. But I think this one is going to be interesting. I don't think Eli Katoa is the sort of guy they would have signed uh, two years ago. Once again, I think times are changing at the Melbourne Storm at the moment. I'll probably be proven wrong. History tells me that I will be proven wrong, but that's just my vibe at the moment. So it'll be interesting. On the other side of the coin, if Eli Katoa goes to the Melbourne Storm and they do what they have done with just about every fucking forward that's gone down there over the last 15 years, this guy could turn into one of the most damaging back rowers in rugby league. As I said, he struggled for inconsistency. He struggled with consistency uh, over the last 18 months or so, but we've seen him in the early parts of his career, just how damaging he was. Put him outside of Jerome Hughes or a Munster, take your pick. He he could really explode Eli Katoa. I'm a little bit nervous about this one. I don't think he's going to turn into a superstar, to be honest with you. That's just my vibe, uh, but we'll let Craig Bellamy do his own thing there. As far as Tony Kemp goes, I understand why he's frustrated. The New Zealand Warriors, they're losing Ewan Aitken. They're also losing Eli Katoa. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got Josh Curran there, but I would have thought a year or so ago that Eli Katoa was going to be the next big back rower there. On the weekend, he had Jack Murchie before him, um, Bailey Sirenen before him. So, yeah, it's interesting times at the New Zealand Warriors. As we've been saying on the Monday, Monday podcast the last couple of weeks, we are a little bit nervous about them. Mitch Kenny. 
one of the funny guys in rugby league. Uh, the Panthers hooker admits the club was shocked at first by Ricky Stewart's comments, but have since rallied around Jamin Salmon to support him. And yeah, no shock by the Penrith Panthers, I'm sure. There was a few of them that came out on Instagram. I think uh, Mitch Kenny might have been one of them. I think Matty Eisenhuth was another one as well, which is interesting because Matty Eisenhuth, his first cousin is, of course, Ricky Stewart. And Ricky Stewart and Paul... Oh, sorry, his first cousin is Paul Gallon. Uh, and Paul Gallon and Ricky Stewart are very, very close. So an interesting little one there, but these Penrith boys, they're backing Jamin Salmon in, they're getting around him, which is good to see, and I'll tell you what, uh, it's going to be one hell of a rivalry next time these two teams play, because I think it wasn't that long ago the Canberra Raiders played the Penrith Panthers up there, uh, and the Panthers started doing the Viking club at them, they've now gone to Canberra and absolutely given it to them without their best players, and then Ricky Stewart said this after the game, I can promise you the Panthers boys, they are not going to forget about this anytime soon, so next time they play, there could be real fireworks, I cannot wait for that, it's building a brilliant narrative on Ricky Stewart. The NRL have issued Ricky Stewart a breach notice that proposes a 25k fine and suspension from all activities for one week in response to his comments towards Jamin Salmon. Of course, this has since been confirmed. This is the punishment. My thoughts on it, um, I think that I think a suspension was needed. Uh, I'm, you know, if, if they would have I, I think one week isn't a huge suspension, but I also, I'm not sure how many weeks you should give. This is sort of uh, unprecedented sort of stuff. We haven't really been in this situation before. I mean, if they gave him four weeks, I, I definitely think that's way too much. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure if two or three is the right one either. So I'm I'm not upset by this outcome. Uh, I, I just feel a little bit eh, about it. I'm not really sure what to make of it. I'm glad that they went heavier than a fine, though. I think 25K, uh, I think Ricky's got off pretty pretty lightly there on the fine side of things. I thought we would have seen uh, 40 to 50K, if not more, to be honest with you. But chuck in the suspension as well. Um, and yeah, I, I think this is probably fair. I'm just glad they've gone more than a fine, to be honest with you. I think it deserved more than a fine. I thought the fine should have been bigger, but it did deserve more than a fine. And I think a suspension when their season's on the line and what not, uh, I'm happy to play on from here and move on from this fucking shit fight of a situation. All right, Kalen Ponga. The Knights captain is reportedly keen to play for Australia in the World Cup, pending medical advice. He met with a specialist today to discuss his future. Personally, I am hoping that KP does not feature in the World Cup. I would love to have him out there for the Kangaroos. I want us to go with the best possible team that we can. That potentially could include KP off the back of Origin. I think you'd have to say it does include KP somewhere. He might be a 14 sort of guy. I don't know where you fit him, but without a doubt, he would be in the squad. I don't think there's any arguing that at all. But KP, personally, I'm getting a little bit worried about him. There's been so many HIAs, and if I'm the Newcastle Knights, I think I tell him to sit for this one. I just think he is way too important to this franchise, and I don't think they can risk letting him go over to England and play another six-odd games. The reality is, at the moment, he's getting concussed every six games. If something goes terribly wrong over there, knowing KP could get concussed in game one and then come back in game five or six and get concussed, all of a sudden, two in the off-season, it could completely fuck their pre-season. So if I'm the Newcastle Knights, I'm making a hard call here, and I'm asking KP to sit out, if not ruling him out of this one. Asuka Power has re-signed with the West Tigers till the end of 2024. I think this kid's been really good. I believe he came from the Roosters, um, was it two years ago, I think it was? Uh, I've been very impressed with him. I really like him as a footballer, and I think that uh, he's shown over the last few weeks to the West Tigers that he's worth keeping there. I think him and Stafford Toa, despite the West Tigers going like a busted, I think they've both been pretty damn impressive. Now, this is an interesting one from the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, the Sharks 
Sharks are reportedly facing a solo cap squeeze with Sifatalakai, Will Kennedy, Jesse Raymond, Mulatalo, and Sione Katoa all available to sign with rival clubs from November 1st. Obviously, this is all rumours, all reportedly, so God knows what's actually going on there. Uh, but it is interesting. If it is true, that many guys coming off contract, all superstars in their own right for uh, very different reasons and very different skill sets. It'll be interesting to see who they keep. For me, I think Will Kennedy's going to be really important to keep. But if they think that Lockie Miller and they think that Kay Dice could be the future, Will Kennedy might be the guy to fall out, which is crazy to think about. You'd have to think that Siffer, he's got a spot locked in there. I think Jesse Raymond will just have a, about have a spot locked in there. But I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, I could say the same about Mulatalo Katoa and uh, Will Kennedy. If this is true, I think they're all worth more more money now than, than whenever the hell it was the last time they signed a contract. So all of their values will go up. For me, though, I think the Sharkies are building something pretty special. I think if the price can be right for all of them, I think they'd be crazy to leave. Uh, the West Tigers, the NRL, have confirmed there will be no further consideration of the Tigers v. Cowboys result. The Tigers subsequently announced they will not pursue legal action. The game's result will stand. I hate it for West Tigers fan. It sucks for you guys. You should have got to win that day. Personally, though, I like this decision. I just don't think we can go back and change the result of a game three weeks after, change the ladder and everything. I mean, and I understand it's probably the worst howler of all time. I get it. But then what happens when we have the second worst howler of all time, then the third worst? Like, where do we draw the line? I think, unfortunately, for West Tigers fans, you were robbed. I have no doubt about that. I feel very sorry for you. But I personally don't think we can go back and change this. I think it sets a very dangerous precedent uh, that fans, clubs, and everything will try and take advantage of. Uh, For me, I think it has to stand. It sucks. Thankfully, it won't have a huge impact on the West Tigers' season. They weren't going to make the finals anyway. It might give the Cowboys a home final over another team, which will be shit if I'm the Cronulla Sharks and that happens. I'm filthy. But personally, uh, I think it's going to set a pretty wild precedent if we go back and change the result of games in retrospect. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, the Rabbitohs fullback, has sent a warning to the rest of the league on his finals campaign. I just love the pressure of this time of year. I love the competitiveness. It is what I live for. I strive for that, he said. Latrell is starting to look very scary at the moment. I know a lot of you still want to bag him for work rate and all this sort of shit. You've got to accept at some point that Latrell Mitchell isn't James Tedesco. He's not Tom Travojevic. He's not Dylan Edwards. He's not Clint Gutherson. He's Latrell Mitchell. He is a red zone fullback, and he is one of the best at it in the game. He is going to have an impact on the finals. There's no doubt about it. If you want to act like he's not a big game player, go ahead. Go and watch some State of Origin tapes. Go and watch some of the grand finals from the last few years. Go and watch every single big game the South Sydney Rabbitohs have been in against opposition. And for all the people commenting on my page, he missed three field goals last week. Yeah, he did, but you need to take into consideration the mindset of the game was on the line and who wanted the ball in their hands, Latrell Mitchell, who had missed two shots, was under pressure, was probably feeling like shit. The game was on the line. Who still wanted the ball in their hands? It was Latrell Mitchell. If you can't respect that, I really can't 
fucking help you in any way, shape, or form. This guy's a winner. He loves the big moments. He is more than happy to wear it when it goes wrong for him on the big moments, and he's more than happy to own the big moments when they come his way. So come finals time, Latrell is going to be a pain in the ass for a lot of other teams, and you're not going to want to face him. I think he's in scary, scary form at the moment. Tex Hoy, the Knights fullback, is hoping to use his Super League contract as a chance to become a more well-rounded player before returning to the NRL. Now, this is really good for Tex Hoy. He's come in with an absolute stack of hype around him. Hasn't quite lived up to it, to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't see a heap of Tex when he was coming through the juniors. So when I watched him in first grade, I'm not quite sure where that hype has come from. But so many people that know Rugby League well were so excited about Tex that I'm more than happy to see him go over to the Super League. I think it's probably the right time in his career and I'd love to see him come back in a couple of years. After talking to Jacko uh, about his time that he spent over in England coming back, seeing what he's done for the West Tigers, I really do think this could be great for Tex because there, there, there is a footballer in there. He's probably just not ready for first grade as it stands right now, especially with all the expectation uh, that we had of Tex Hoy, every, uh, the way that everyone spoke about him leading up to his first grade debut and in the first couple of years as well. Realistically, he's relying on an injury at Newcastle to get into this team as well. So I like the move to England, really master his trade over there, improve, come back a more mature and confident footballer. And I think Tex Hoy can have a real impact on the NRL when he does return. We wish him all the very best though. Seems like a lovely guy. Every time I see him in vlogs and everything with Kalen Ponger and them, seems like a champion. I've never really heard anyone say a bad word about Tex Hoy either. So fingers crossed he comes back and he absolutely kills it. Guys, that's all the news from the last 48 hours or so on Clarkie's Rugby League column, as we said at the start. Uh, go and check him out on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you'll find Rugby League social media content. You'll find Clarkie there putting out the news for you guys each and every day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.